1: from beautiful Burbank, California, this is the Knapsack Files. I'm Ken Knapsack for another interview. Remember a couple months ago, everybody, when I was like, don't worry, it's just me. I'm talking by myself in a room, but I've got a lot of interviews lined up. It's it's happening. That's I'm so excited. What the show is built on, me letting other people tell their wonderful stories, is what I really started to do here. And when it was just me rambling for six straight weeks, that's not fun. So I'm happy to have another guest. And there's a lot of things we've already been talking about off air that should have been on the show. We're going to just keep <laughs> it going here. But welcome to the studio, making her Knapsack Files debut, Ashley Victoria Robinson. Welcome.
0: Thank you so much for having me. Uh, and don't let Ken fool you. I beg to be on the show.
1: <laughs> uh, that is that is true from a certain point of view, as obi to say. You didn't, you didn't beg. You did a very professional Media call to action because you're working on something amazing for a great cause, which that causes you. I
0: think it's pretty great. <laughs> it's
1: pretty great, uh, and I'm happy to help. Number one, but at the same time, you know, look, I, you know, you, you, your husband Jason Inman, I had him on the show. We ain't here about Jason. Though. He had his moment in the spotlight. That's right. I, I, and so I'm like, we, I, I, you know, we, we need to know, know you too. The Napsec Files listeners need to know you. I need to know you even better.
0: You can <laughs> uh,
1: I love discovering people's stories on air? uh it's kind of fun it's also as i always joke and we all it's the la way mm-hmm. um but yeah, we
0: never you never hang out with your friends unless you're collaborating on something and you always go let's yes. hang out like real life friends and then you <laughs> never do
1: and you never do and, and and i think the intentions are always good and mm-hmm. i always mean it let's hey uh the whole let's meet for lunch i i mean it every single time absolutely it
0: just doesn't happen yeah <laughs> we're always working well then something else comes up like your week that was wide open is suddenly very busy. Do
1: you, do you have like people uh, in your life? Uh, I'm assuming, I'm assuming you do that are like outside the industry, but local who are like, Hey, we haven't hung out in a while. And then you're like, yeah, I I have 12 podcasts. Record this yes,
0: <laughs> I do. Um, but I will say that my group of friends is really small. Um, I was an army brat and I moved a lot in my early oh, okay. childhood. So I don't really understand friendships the way I'm supposed to. <laughs> Um, it's just true. It's just like a fact. That
1: is the best starting point to interview any interview I've ever had. I don't understand friends. Let's
0: get into my psyche. Um, (laughs) also I had like death in my early childhood. So I just assume everyone is going to leave me. So I'm like, I like you. I'm never going to tell you I like you. Um, and maybe we'll hang out sometimes and take a photo, but I really
1: like, it's, so, it's, right? it's like <laughs> if, if Ashley doesn't hang out with you, it's for your benefit, everybody. She's like, Truly. I don't want you to go away. Uh, I want, I do want to start with, with, with the reason, uh, that you, you said, uh, you said you beg, you didn't, you got a great reason going on right now. You, uh, you are uh, creating uh, some content, and you have been doing that for a while. I'm very, we're going to dive into the, some of the things you've been working on cool. and how you kickstart them. I am in awe of of how uh, uh, you and Jason built another project on Kickstarter. You are building this one. Uh, I, it's a skill in this day and age of mm-hmm. do it yourself creation and, and 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 crowdsourcing, crowdfunding, and, and subscription services and that's a conversation we're gonna have, but you you want to stay in this country?
0: I do, <laughs> which uh, everyone asks me why, and then I get really mad because I've spent my entire adult life trying to do it. Well,
1: I mean, <laughs> uh, yes, tough times indeed, but th- this is this is uh, this is still got a, a lot to it, and also you have a, a life and a career here. Yeah. Uh, and you are will will start for those who don't know you are from uh Canada town.
0: I am, that's true. Canada. Yeah.
1: Canada- Great white north. <laughs> Great white north. What what part specifically?
0: Uh so I grew up in a province called Ontario. That's mm-hmm. above like Michigan if people gotcha. don't know New York. Um but my dad was in the military. He was an officer. Okay. So I moved 14 times before I came to the States. I moved a lot. Um I claimed yeah. the town of Stratford, Ontario as my home cuz that's where I lived for the longest time. Okay. Um, Until L.A. L.A.'s actually have lived the longest in L.A. I was going to
1: say, so that's is, this is probably why you would want to stay.
0: Yeah. Um, Stratford is famous for having the largest professional Shakespeare festival outside of England. Uh, a lot of like world class actors come through there. Yeah. Uh, Colm I saw him there, saw William Hutt there before he died. Uh, it's Kay. really a really cool town.
1: Really cool town, yeah. really cool town. But you moved around a lot, and so because you uh, you wanna you wanna stay here and, and file some paperwork, mm-hmm. uh, the maybe people don't realize. Maybe they do that that yeah, it costs a costs costs a little bit.
0: Judging by people's Twitter yeah. reactions, they yeah. don't understand. I yeah. think there's a movie that I haven't seen with Sandra Bullock where she's Canadian and she gets married, and then she gets to be American.
1: Uh, yeah, probably married Ron, Ron Reynolds or Bradley uh, Cooper or something like that. Yeah, yeah.
0: um, rom coms are not my jam. No judgment, but I yeah, haven't yeah. seen that. Um, that that's not true. Getting married grants you residency. Okay, uh, it gives you basically two year grace period to decide if you are going to file a green card, right. uh, which is permanent residency. You have to renew it every ten years or so, or if you're going to apply to be a citizen. Okay. Um, to be a citizen, you get to do things like vote and own property and right. uh, things like that. And I want to do that.
1: Oh, the own. I understand. I never really see. And I understand. So you can even buy a house or buy land, buy an an acres.
0: I can't on my own. I could if I co-owned it with an American. I could if I were, if I were an LLC, I could. Because corporations are people, but people aren't people. Right. Uh, Interesting. uh, So Ashley Victoria Robinson,
1: Inc. (laughs) could buy some land. You couldn't.
0: Yeah, exactly. Isn't that weird? That's a little weird. Uh, capitalism, guys. That's a little <laughs> weird. I mean,
1: I, I love a good competition, but that seems a little weird to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not like we live in L.A. It's not like we can afford to buy
1: property. Uh, I will never own a house. That's
0: my, like, pipe yeah. dream is yeah. to own a house yeah. in yeah. Santa Clarita.
1: Uh, I mean, I know that area well. Yeah. I know it well. I know good it well. Good friend
0: of ours has a really nice house. Up oh there. yeah,
1: oh <laughs> yeah. Uh, past relationship, a lot of time up there. I could tell you where all the good chilies are.
0: Oh please, I, it's <laughs> funny. I live nearer chilies in Encino. <laughs> uh,
1: it's actually one of my favorite chilies. So, uh,
0: oh, can I'm we got to go? I'm a
1: chilies kind of sewer. That's <laughs> yeah. the famous uh, Schmo's No chilies. That's where we oh, would go after the show. I didn't
0: realize it was all the way up there.
1: Uh, and where we would go. So, but long, long so point being, not long story short. But point being, um. You, you, to do this, you don't just fill out a form and $120.
0: No. Oh, my God. Yeah. I wish. Um, right. By the time I'm finished with it, mm-hmm. from when I came, first came to the States, it will be close to $20,000 American okay. over the course of about a decade, a little less than a decade. Um, I'm in my final step for application. Right. Um, so you can't just fill out a piece of paper on your own. You have to hire a lawyer. Right, Lawyers are expensive. Good immigration lawyers are that. very expensive. Right. Um I have a new lawyer for this than I did for my first section who specializes specifically in the application of her citizenship mm-hmm. was recommended to me by another Canadian uh who's now an executive who did the same process. Um so you pay a fee to the government for filing. Okay. Uh, which is about $3,000. And then you pay basically the same amount to your lawyer just to file. Yeah, just for the just for the 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 grace of filing. Okay. Like, forget about if you fail. Right. And so you don't fail. You hire a lawyer to put your package. My packet for this is like 200 pages wow. of documents. Um, it's things like um, affidavits that say that our relationship is real and people knew us before and after. It's okay. things like shared bills and shared bank accounts. It's a lot of financial statements. Sure. That prove that you're tied to each other. Um yeah. I have to do a medical check every time, which is hilarious to me because I come from a country with better health care. Right, right, right. And um, they really only care about whether you have syphilis, tuberculosis, and gonorrhea. They don't care about anything else. Yeah. Um, and by the time I did my first one, I had been in the States for seven years. So, like, if I had communicable diseases, like, they'd done been communicated. <laughs> They're here. It is too late. <laughs>
1: they
0: um, They gave me a TB test, and I was like, what yeah. is this? You yeah. can't wash your arm for two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really wild. Make
1: sure nothing bubbles up. Yep. yep.
0: So you do a lot of things like <laughs> that. Um, they want a lot of receipts to see that you traveled together. Uh, a lot of photos, photos of you with friends, not just the two of you. Right. So you can't stage it. Photos from your wedding. You have to have a wedding. Oh, like uh, a full on. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, which is one of the reasons that we did instead of a low bang. Yeah. Um. What else did we? We had to go on a hunt. You have to have a honeymoon. Need pictures from your honeymoon?
1: Okay. <laughs> of all of that, you have to have gone to like Bermuda. Yeah, so you have to have gone
0: somewhere. Yeah. Interesting. Um, hot tip though, if you're getting married, start a honey fund. People will give you so much money yeah, yeah. when you get married. There you go.
1: Yeah, that's or a blender. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But so it is,
0: it's a really expensive process and it was more money than I had. Mm -hmm. Um, So to cover those costs, I wanted to come up with a creative way to solve that problem. I don't have any issues with GoFundMes. I don't have Mm -hmm. any issues with anyone who did that. Um, But I wanted to create a story and this was something that I'd had in mind anyway. So the Mm -hmm. timing just worked out really, really well. And people know me from... Either like comics punditing or creating comics primarily, so it was just a really nice bit of synergy that brought this project together.
1: And this is where I, where I love it. Uh, I you, you know again I yeah I don't have a problem with the GoFundMe and everything. I have family members that used it. I have friends that use it. Yeah. it. It is probably the best healthcare in, in the world. Uh, best <laughs> insurance, I should yeah. say. Unfortunately, uh, but I I really respect what you're doing here. You're like I I, I am going to create to help. A, a goal and a cause, and give something back. And also, you, you know, you guys are really good at that. And you here, you got this project. You and Jason are both great writers. I know Jason's got a book coming out again. Good. But this ain't about you, Inman. <laughs> it's about Ashley. And
0: Ken also has a book coming I out. I do.
1: Pre-order we can, we can <laughs> talk about that. We why we love Star Wars. Um, uh, so you're creating a a a am I safe to say comic series comic. Graphic, how do you want to refer to it as graphic it book.
0: It's all, it's all comic books. It's all comic books. I don't books. know. I'm not snobby about okay. calling them graphic I, novels. They're all comic books. They're all funny books.
1: I, I I sometimes forget when to call them a book, like the royal uh that yeah, book yeah, versus yeah. just the comic book. But Aurora and the Eagle yes. is this series uh coming on here. And uh you there you have a Kickstarter. We're gonna talk about the links where to find that all that good stuff. Um but let's talk about this idea number one, the creative idea behind it. What what brings you to this? This
0: idea. So this is an idea I've been noodling on for a while uh, and like I said this was just a, the perfect opportunity. It asked the question what if the United Nations operated like the Justice League so every member's from a different country. And uh, (laughs) the Canadian superhero dies mysteriously. Okay. So they have to recruit a new Canadian superhero. They find a young girl named Aurora Borealis with the powers of the Northern Lights. Um, It's very golden age in that way. Like when everyone is introduced, Uh it's a splash page with the full banner, uh, very like silly and self-referential. And she is recruited by the American vigilante, the Eagle, who's like basically grouchy Batman. Uh And in order to do her training and see if she's good enough to join the unity league. She has to move to his base, the nest okay. in Washington DC. So she has to immigrate to America to become the best superhero. She can be just like I immigrated to America to fulfill my dreams. This is,
1: ah, oh man, that you got go picture kid. You got go picture. Oh, Give me the movie. You. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I, you own
0: a movie studio, please. Oh, please. The yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, I love
1: this idea. Uh, and, and, and the other uh, the other ones, what do you, uh, a Jupiter jet, yes. which is, was completed. And then the other one's science.
0: Science with an exclamation point. Right. Exclama-
1: uh, an old roommate named his dog Spike with an exclamation point.
0: I love it. Yeah, you have to say it like a baseball science. announcer. It's like yeah. the law.
1: <laughs> Here's where I want to start with this. And I, I we can get into the specifics of this project sure. and everything. Here's, yeah, I you're right. I know you from Pundentine Yeah. Talking about comics. I know you're a fan. I know that. I know all that. And you're here to do the entertainment thing. Uh, these three ideas, we'll start with Jupiter Jet. I, I'm a fan of comics. I write. I do all those things. I go, I'm one of those people that's like, oh, yeah, I'd like to write a comic. Then I'll sit in front of a blank state, uh, page, and I cannot think of a comic book worthy idea. You've got three that I'm in love oh, with. Well, no, no, but, you, but <laughs> you've but you got three. The one, what you just pitched me right now, I'm like, yeah, that is a great comic book series. Thank you. And Jupiter Jet, I mean, I see it on my, when I go to Earth 2 in Northridge. Hell yeah. That's my shop. I I see it. I I know you (laughs) did.
0: That's a great job. I
1: I see it on the shelves, and it. It number one. It's cool that oh, I know that I know Ash. There's Ashley, and I see Jason's name. Yeah. But it. It. If you know the camera pans and you, it fits. Mm You have got. You know how to do comic book stories, Ashley. That's what I'm impressed with.
0: Oh, thank you. That's, That's my entire childhood of reading Robin comics and having no friends because of it. Is that just it? Is
1: it, is it, <laughs> is it that youth paying off now? I,
0: I like to think so. A lot of it, too, is like when I was presented with the opportunity to write comics, mm-hmm. um, it was very frightening and not something I expected. Um, and so I spent a lot of time rereading the comics I loved and trying to figure out what I loved about them and the storytelling So a lot of my storytelling is aping Chuck Dixon's Robin because it's my favorite. Like he always opens and closes the issues with splash pages. Mm -hmm. So I do things like that a lot. There's an economy of storytelling there. Usually about five, no more than seven panels per page. Mm -hmm. uh, Like, two or three word balloons. So I'm just trying to do what everyone better than me did.
1: (laughs) That is how you do, I mean, that's how you do things. I mean,
0: truly Fight Club is his version of the Great Gatsby. Mm. You don't really know that unless you hear someone say it or you're uh, crazy enough to analyze the two things, but you take what inspires you and trying to live up to that, I think is the best thing you can do.
1: Uh, I'm a fan of a guy in flannel named George Lucas who yeah. saw some Kurosawa <laughs> films and some Joseph Campbell myths and was like, oh, I'm going to try to do that. But and, in space. In space, and that is that is part of it. But how do you – so with Aurora and the Eagle, This is, and I'm looking at the design of the character, and it's, it's, it's wonderful, gorgeous, all the stuff – where does your where do your ideas start? I want to get a little bit of your creative process. What what you want to share? If there's some secret sauces around oh, this man, restaurant, probably not. <laughs> don't. But uh, I'm fascinated, specifically to the the genre or another genre, but the, the, the form of the art form of comic books.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, usually with comics, it's like a half baked idea that I tell someone about, and then I feel pressure to make it happen.
1: Okay,
0: um, like with Jupiter Jet. Jason and I were having lunch one day and I said, I have an idea for a comic, but it's just the name and it's Jupiter jet. And like, that was the whole idea. Really? Um, and then he was like, well, what if she had a jet pack and what if she had a little brother and what if she had a cat? And at the end of the first issue, there's a big sci-fi twist and like we decided it at that first meeting um, and she's named after Jupiter specifically because Sailor Jupiter is my favorite Sailor Scout from Sailor Moon. Perfect. Um, and her colors are purple and orange, just uh, or purple and green, just like Sailor Jupiter's colors are purple and green. Mm. Um, science was we wanted to do. Uh, science fiction based in science fact whereas Jupiter Jet is a little more like Star Wars it's like space mm-hmm. opera space fantasy sure. um so we did like a lot more grounded research and took more influence from things like the Fantastic 4 um and then for me Aurora it's kind of my self insert story like you always sure. Self-insert and everything that you write, even if it's little details, right? Um, like, oh, their movie favorite movie is the same as my favorite movie, or they wear the same kind of glasses that I do, right? Um, but I knew when I when I decided I was going to stay in America, I knew I wanted to somehow talk about the dueling identities because Canada and America are not as different as like Mexico in America or yeah. even England in America, but they, it is different and it is weird to like take on because most people know me as Canadian and mm-hmm. then there's jokes that come along with that. Sure. Um, and I'm really trying to like embrace my American identity and figure out what that means to me.
1: Interesting. I like that.
0: So I have this idea and then I have an idea for a play that I'm going to do someday called how to be American by a Canadian.
1: Um, I mean, you're, you're <laughs> also really good at titles by the way, oh, Jupiter, Jet, Aurora, <laughs> the Eagles, this, this one here, science uh, that pulls the ed.
0: You gotta uh, the titles, in my opinion, just need to be what they are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like our podcast is called the Geek History Lesson because that's what it, that's <laughs> it is. that's what it is. Yeah.
1: Wow. So, so uh, the creative process—it's it, it, different for everyone. Um, I always, you know, of all the screenplays I've written, I think I've written them different every time. I mm-hmm. think that that's the best way, but it's just sometimes how it how it works. So I know you can't break it down like that. I just, I just from from a fan outside looking in, I just, I somewhat even in an intimidated way, looking just go, wow, I, I don't know if any of my ideas like I, I will have an idea for a comic book. It's uh, it's, it's got a cowboy in it <laughs> you know, Great. and then it stops <laughs> and here you are, you're just rolling off something because it's, it's in you. This is your life, your whole life uh, of knowing these stories. I
0: read a lot of fan fiction growing up too.
1: That was going to be my next <laughs> question. Is when, when did the, when did writing start for you?
0: Um, I wrote, like, little things here and there, and my mom tried to get me to keep a journal when I was a kid, but I didn't like that, and I still don't. I what? wish I did. I don't know. I tr- I just, I've, I've I tried it for a while. T- for me, it's a log. Like, I'll be like, this is what I did today. X, Y, Z. It's not, like, it's not a beautiful story. Does or- that come from your
1: Star Trek love? <laughs> which is pretty strong um, that you're just, like, Captain's log.
0: No, it's always been like, <laughs> even before Star Trek, it's always been like that. I just, like, I guess it, it's mm. maybe some self-effacing thing of, like, why is my life that interesting? I'd rather... Tell stories about anything else
1: <laughs> uh, but i respect that and get that too yeah. but even just the idea of journaling through something i've done it it works i'm mm-hmm. not going to disparage it at all but yeah it, it didn't stick with me yeah so, okay. talk
0: therapy is more my jam for talk, that
1: yeah, podcast if too.
0: uh truly yeah if people want by the way free therapy check out the uh, psychotherapy institute of america you can find sliding scale and free therapy there Oh, ah,
1: well. yeah
0: that's a new thing that i learned and i think everyone should know that
1: uh so. i didn't know that too and mental health yeah, is very important to someone like me who's battled depression a lot of people listening and any of those things so so what is it again
0: uh, the psychotherapy institute of america or if you check out like any major university because when people are training they uh-huh. have to do so many uh, Fuel hours, and so they'll be either, they will either see you for free or they will see you on a sliding scale. It's, it's like getting U- UCLA will see you, right,
1: or getting a student haircut. Just stick around the yeah, uh, two two bucks. We'll try, uh, but no, that's that's really good information. Um, so writing started then, young fan fiction, and all that kind of stuff. You're yeah. joking, but that's when it hit.
0: No, you. really, uh, like yeah. when I was twelve years old, I saw Lord of the Rings. Was like, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to be. I want to yeah. be an elf. How can I be an elf? Um, and I literally. Sat with them. My first Lord of the Rings movie was a VHS tape, Fellowship of the Ring. I yeah. sat and I wrote out the script and I paused the VHS and I like self inserted a character into it and I rewrote the whole first movie just like a script, like just the characters' names and what they were saying. So I still have it.
1: <laughs> that's amazing. So you basically taught yourself how to. The format of screenwriting, basically, <laughs> why you're doing this. But then you what char- what was your character? Oh my
0: god, this is so embarrassing. And it's
1: not embarrassing. Uh, it's it's super awesome.
0: Super embarrassing. I mean,
1: maybe, but it's awesome.
0: Um so she was Arwen and Aragorn's daughter, of course. Love it. Um, half elf. Um, I know all her names. <laughs> I know how to write it in Elvish. Um, <laughs> And so she like right before the events of Lord of the Rings got separated from her family and like tossed into a river and so like washed up into Hobbiton. and was like friends with Frodo and Sam and Merry and Pippin and sent out on the quest with them. This is
1: amazing.
0: It's so bad. No,
1: it's, I mean, sure. I've got a book of song lyrics I could share that I die of embarrassment. It's good. Don't worry. But you're, so you've got a little bit of it starts as a prequel, but then it moves in, but she's on the, she's part of the fellowship. Oh
0: yeah. And she goes all the way. Yeah. It's just like 10 people instead of nine. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I mean, it's just a, it's just numbers, it's, you right? know. It's Why ju- did Gandalf start stop at nine?
0: It's ju- well, uh, I guess nine is a magical number technically. And uh, multiple of three. Sure. 10 is not a perfect number.
1: That's true. And it seemed like no one else was really willing to go. How many so, apostles are
0: there?
1: Uh, 12.
0: All right. Well, then I guess it's not a Jesus thing. Uh, well, you know, you can Narnia uh, is a little more Jesus. Uh,
1: Narnia. There's probably 12, uh, you know, uh, wildebeest or something in Narnia. Um, <laughs> though, uh, so, all right. So this is, this is, so you got a full script in your hands. Did you, oh, yeah. you, you write it on just like lined paper or did you I get the a, format right? Did you no, look at no, no, you know, no. Sid, Sid Field screenplay no. format? No,
0: I don't think I even knew that there were screenplay books at that point. Yeah. Um, I had like, people would give me notebooks or whatever cause I like to read. Yeah. Um, and I had a, someone had given me a fountain pen. I had like a calligraphy pen and I was like, well, this is clearly what this oh, should be written. Even <laughs> in. Uh, so it's in like it beautiful. <laughs> I still have, my mom gave me a quill a couple of Christmases yeah. ago. Um, so I had I had it written all out in, like, calligraphy. But that's not even, like, my most embarrassing fanfic was, like, I had a Harry Potter fanfic where I had, like, a self. I never named them me, but they were all basically me. Like, but they were never called Ashley. Uh, yeah. That was too far. It was so, too yeah, self-indulgent. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so deny it. my Harry Potter character also, because I love Digimon, mm-hmm. like, also all the Digimon yeah. characters were there, and we just had Digimon instead of, like, owls. Just
1: a mashup. <laughs>
0: Just a mashup. Yeah, that's like to me the most deeply embarrassing one.
1: Uh, but it's fascinating because, and this is a great life lesson point for you know, uh, I, I at three years old, my dad would sit down with a real, real, real to real with me and record shows. Right. Mm-hmm. So at three, I'm getting programmed to this. Like, oh my gosh, I love doing this. I would write. And I, I have some really bad transformer comics from about '84 that I wrote on paper. Amazing. Uh, horrible. I don't know where those are. Um, but this is where it begins. Mm-hmm. But then the next transition is when, when did you, um, I get some of your influences, just properties, movies, there yeah. might be some specific writers or something that you like. You mentioned a few, any, 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 that stick out that you were like, that's, is it just Lord of the Rings? What, 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 I mean, Tolkien
0: you- is like the biggest one. Gotcha. Um, I'm trying to think because I don't, yeah. I've read so much. Like I try, since I was like a teen, I try to read like 50 books a year. There's so, man. Which is like one a week. It's that's not. It's not that hard. Although I am rereading Game of Thrones right now, and you can't read those in a week.
1: I mean, those are my that's my jam, as you know. Yes. And did you, did you off off topic? Did you read Fire and Blood at all?
0: I am about to start okay.
1: it. Okay, my favorite experience of reading George R. R. Martin's words because he, interesting. That and I just kind of like the history of the world and it's told fast. Yeah, and very, very much plays with unreliable narrators, all that kind of stuff. But he can't take the time to describe the eel pie everyone's eating. <laughs> it's not, and and that's as much as I love the song of ice and fire. Yes. Anyway, that's sub. So we we could talk for hours about that. We'll but, have
0: to. I'll have to come back and we'll have to
1: talk about Game abso- of Thrones. Absolutely, we we'll get you on <laughs> talk. So, but that okay. So this is what's influencing you is this yeah. kind of stuff. And then when is the point? Um, when is the point that you decided what this is what I want to do and felt that you. Could do it. Normal, creative, self-loathing aside. When sure. we were like, "Oh, this isn't just something that I'm going to share with myself." I'd wait to tell Ken on a podcast in, in a long time. <laughs> yeah. uh, when did you think this is? This is it. It's in my. It's in my eye line. I can see it.
0: Uh, well, I was pretty fortunate. I was really good at school.
1: Okay.
0: Um, not everyone is good at school, and that doesn't mean anything. It was no. just the format that I was really great at. Right. Um, I went to a performing arts high school in a city with a mm-hmm. lot of performing arts in it. Um, and our fall showcase was always student written shows. And Mm -hmm. the first one that I did there was selected to be published. So I think that was maybe the first time where I was like, oh, I could do this. Um, my mom always really wanted to be a journalist. I think she's disappointed that I, I think she wanted to be like a newspaper writer. Like she gotcha. wanted to be, be Lois Lane and I never wanted to do that. <laughs> so I was like, I want to tell pretend. And that w- well, that also
1: would have been a bad career path nowadays where newspapers, Truly, what are those? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't think she knows what blogs are. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She probably still thinks that's a really good idea. Yeah. Um, but I didn't really seriously like try to write a book or a comic or anything until I was probably in my twenties. Okay. Um, because Even now, even though I have published work, it still feels, like, ephemeral and difficult. And Mm -hmm. especially in comics, like, to get hired to write something, there's only, like, 800 people who work regularly. Yeah. Um, And I only started writing comics, like, it was always something I'd wanted to do. But I entered the Top Cow Talent Hunt in 2013, and I won. Mm. And so then they were like, well, now you have to write something. And I was like, well, fuck. (laughs) How do you write a comic? Because... Unlike mm-hmm. screenwriting, there's no rules. It's whatever your artist can understand. There's no formatting rules or anything okay. like that. There's like um, suggestions, I guess. Like you should put letters next to your word balloons because you want your letterer to not lose their mind, but you don't right. have to. Brian Michael Bendis doesn't do it. Really? So there's no formatting there, which is really when it's something you're trying to break into, it's really scary and difficult. So yeah, I just found a script by Tim Seely, who's a writer I really liked, and so I copy his formatting. Uh, that's so that's okay. how I format my scripts. But again, that, but
1: again, that is how you do it. I, I go go to schools, be be great at school, like Ashley or Tracy Flick in Election. I don't care, be good at it, be yeah. good and and. It, but I learned everything by just kind of thumbing through a book or failing until I got better that's
0: everything creative and i am a huge advocate for school i had a great time like i have two degrees and and i really like i advocate for higher education but uh, like that's also the crappy answers you're like how do i write a book it's like well you write a book yeah you know and when you're on the other side of that that's deeply frustrating yeah because it's we all want to man and believe me if i had a magic key Mm -hmm. i'd be jk rowling yeah (laughs) i wouldn't be me
1: yeah that's, uh, but so, so it, it kicks in and you, and you, and you act as well and perform mm-hmm. and you've had good, you, the, the red shirt diaries web series you worked on yes. uh very, you know, uh, a lot of stuff going around as we all do in this world. We're, we're all we're, dilettantes. We, we roll up our sleeves and try to see what works, but, but this is kind of emerging as, as, is am I, maybe I'm wrong. Is this kind of emerging as, as kind of the leader in the clubhouse of what you're really enjoying right now? What else do you want to do and work on?
0: Yeah, um, writing's a big part of it. I'm trying to focus it in a more performative way. Mm -hmm. Um, Comics, I'm having a weird relationship with comics right now.
1: Oh, fascinating.
0: Um, And I'm not you know, the closer I get and the more I see about the inside of it, I'm not convinced hundred mm. percent that I want to do anything other than independent comics. I mean, look okay. like if the DC gods come down from the sky and want me to write Batman, I'll write Batman. Sure. Um, but I'm not sure if that's the thing I want to pursue anymore. Whereas like gotcha. maybe three or four years ago, I would have told you like, yes, I want to write for DC and Marvel. Like, da, 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 da. Mm. um, I'm more interested in how to take that and, our audience is there and how to translate that into other things like uh, a sh- I have a short film idea I really want to do. Gotcha. Um, Yeah. So, so I don't, there's a lot there. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I know. I totally get I, told I again, don't know, Ken. Podcasting has <laughs> clearly emerged for me because it ties to my broadcasting past. Got that. But there's so many things and it's you just have to get that momentum behind
0: it. Absolutely, You yeah. really
1: have to do and it, and it, and it definitely seems... Uh, again, from the outside looking in, watching uh, Jupiter Jet kind of emerge as a, hey, we're going to do this Kickstarter, we're going to get an issue done, and now, I, you know, when I see it on a shelf, that means a lot to me, and I just kind of know you guys from this circle. What does that mean to you though, to see it on a shelf in a shop that you worked in?
0: That's amazing. Uh, It's the greatest, it's the greatest thing to like make that switch. Yeah. You know, it's like when you do something behind the camera and then you get to be in front of the camera and that's what you've always really wanted to do. But you took the job behind the camera because it got you close enough. Um, And for everyone who loves working behind the camera, God bless you. That's We need you. Yeah. (laughs) We need more people. We really do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, it, yeah, it means everything. Like to have your name on something that you're like really truly proud of, yeah. um, means the world. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's the tippy top or the i would love Netflix to buy a Jupiter Jet, right, that would right, be right. dope. Yeah, but it's like an amazing first step.
1: Did I mean, I it's like if if you, it sounds like a tip, but I was like, I want you to take that little victory lap of being proud of yourself because uh, there's something you know, in a, in a place where you're quote-unquote day job or you're just trying to make ends yeah, meet yeah. and you're having fun as you can working in a comic shop. Yeah, great. But then to now look across where you might have s- rung people up to see your name. Yeah. Ah, that's... I said, it's awesome for me. I see it all. I see <laughs> Jupiter Jet every time. I see it. I see it. I got it, you know? But to, to I, I'm always like,
0: they did it. The cooler thing is like tricking people you really admire into working with you.
1: Oh, that's the next step.
0: Uh, like we had a... <laughs> A variant cover drawn by nicholas scott who draws wonder woman who's like mm. one of my all-time favorite artists and i think she draws the sexiest men in comics okay um and she is so cool and um our our trade paperback covers drawn by john boy myers who's like one of my all-time favorite um comic book artists and he just did it because we kind of knew him we met him once he was really kind and he answered her email and right. he like took pity on us with what we could could pay in um to me like that's the really cool thing or like when people that you really admire uh are aware of your work like being able to go to someone who especially when they know you from punditing and being like look i made a thing Mm -hmm. you kind of graduate in their eyes and people treat you differently and i don't think it's a conscious thing and i don't think people are trying to be shitty about it Mm -hmm. um but it feels amazing
1: yeah, I'm good. I'm glad it does. I'm glad you get to experience that because uh, it's something that's real. It's interesting. This punditry, as we keep calling it, this media discussion. It's just world. the.
0: It's just the most professional. I don't. I don't know how else to I, I, host. I, it's not yeah, hosting it, exactly. It's not. But, I always say
1: media discussion, yeah. but pund- and then I joke jokingly. I, I too say. I don't know if you say. I always go. You know, punditry. Yeah. But this really explodes what, 2012, uh, 13 range. Mm -hmm. I do give a lot of credit to Marie Menounis' After Buzz and all that kind of stuff where it really was like, oh, let's talk about stuff we just watched because we're all fans. Mm -hmm. The nerds take over the world, all that kind of stuff. Great. What You grow up watching Lord of the Rings and writing your own story. If you had been able to turn on a show that was like three people breaking down Lord of the Rings... You would have been in heaven. I
0: would, yeah, I would have lived for it.
1: If there was a Star Wars podcast in 1983, I would have been in
0: heaven. Can you, because we would have given us friends. <laughs> yeah. Because that yes. wasn't cool. I just don't know how lucky they have it. We're uh, so old and grumpy kids
1: these days. No, uh, I've had that discussion before with uh, a nerd. A nerd means you're just really passionate about something. I'm so thankful and glad that that might be true now. Mm-hmm. But in 1983, I was an island. I was on an island loving Y-wings more than X-wings in Star Wars. You know, I like,
0: have vivid memories of like screaming after a boy I really liked down mm-hmm. the hallway of my high school about how important Star Trek was. And I was like, man, no wonder nobody wanted to kiss me. That's like an insane <laughs> way to act. Act. and it is but like nobody cares so this
1: <laughs> rises up this media world and, and we're all here in town for other reasons you know what I mean mm-hmm. writing, performing stand-up, improv, sketch and it's like oh I love this stuff I can communicate in a microphone let's do this and then this does kind of emerge and it sometimes it, it I love doing it I, I know you and Jason love doing mm-hmm. it and Geek History Lessons is a great show one of my favorite experiences with talking about Star Wars with you two Star Trek folks
0: we had a blast doing that great time
1: <laughs> Uh, I I do it again. uh, Just as long as the building doesn't burn down, but uh, maybe (laughs) Maybe their conversation be so hot that we burn (laughs) it down.
0: Um, The cat will let us know. It'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah,
1: he will. God, that's freaky. Um, But it's, it, it, there is something to, we came here to create. And at at some point you don't always want to talk about what other people created.
0: And some people, if, if your goal in life is to be an entertainment reporter and Mm -hmm. to be a host. Right. That's amazing. Do that do whatever you want to do to like the, best of your ability. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I don't mean to sound like I'm taking that away from anyone who like wants to be the host of ET and, and that's yep. their goal. Like that's completely admirable, mm. but uh, yeah, like I came up against that a couple years ago around the time we were really ramping up Jupiter jet because it, mm-hmm. it was like a two year production before we even got to kickstarting it. Right, um, But yeah, I mean, I like talking about other people's stuff, but I don't want that to be everything I right. do. And the nice thing about doing podcasts and shows is you do, kind of figure out you have a little footprint Mm -hmm. and then it's cool to figure out what people will pivot with you.
1: Interesting. And those
0: are the people that you hold the nearest and dearest, you know, to something like a Patreon feed or to something like a Kickstarter or a pre-order campaign. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really cool to see that people will support you in that way. Like the best thing about new media is it's egalitarian. People either Mm -hmm. listen to you or they don't. Mm -hmm. They watch you or they don't. They buy your book or they don't. Um, And if you can prove in that level that you are in some way solvent, you can make something happen. You can get ads for your podcast. You can get sponsored for your videos. You can get a a publishing company to pick up your book. Like that's such a gift that we don't have to be, um, Eastman and Laird going right. to Kinko's and copying our books and <laughs> handing them, I mean I wish I'd created the yeah. Turtles uh, but like handing them out at San Diego Comic Con right. you know like I can print a high quality book because a bunch of people came to Kickstarter and believed in us
1: yeah that's and there, and there's there's something romantic about that past but it's it's
0: I'm so uh, glad you don't have to do, it. Don't have to do <laughs> it we don't have to be Kevin Smith maxing out our credit cards right. to, like we could film a movie on our phone Ken uh, let's film a movie on our phone
1: oh wait we don't have to max out our credit cards that's how I'm living right now oh, okay, yeah. dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't even talk
0: to me about <laughs> that <laughs> remember when you're doing this Kickstarter,
1: yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah it, but and, and it's there's, um, and yeah, you're so right, and I want to make that clear again for to to reiterate what Ashley was saying. If you're out there and you're like, I want to report on movie news, I want to host a show. That's part of what I want. Not the, the entertainment reporting as much, but hosting. Yeah, that's what I, I will always talk about. Star Wars. I will always talk mm-hmm. about Game of Thrones, even when the prequel series. I will always be doing that. I wrote a damn book about yeah. about Star Wars. Yeah. Um. But there's so many other things that I came to town to do. And so we, we we're part of, I think and, uh, you and you and Jason, a lot of people in our circle are part mm-hmm. of this generation, not so much of age wise, but this all sprung up and we were all doing other things. We pile in here, start getting mm-hmm. some success. And now a lot of us are looking around going, yeah. Oh, but what about that script I was supposed to finish? Mm-hmm. What about that meeting? I got to take. Well, and the bubbles
0: also in a weird place right oh, now in out. terms of like, particularly with like YouTube, Twitch and video content. Yeah. And I suspect it's about to burst, (laughs) uh, not to be doom and gloom about it, Mm. but I don't know if that's part of the motivation, but you're right. There's kind of that whole, I guess, class, not in like class, class, like a graduating class, like a high school class that we, yeah, we all sort of came up and did the same sort of things. And now we're like, that was great. I'm going to do the three things I really want to do. But we're writing yeah. books and we're making movies and we're starting productions and stuff like that. And I, I hope that everyone who loved watching us talk about Iron Fist or Star Wars or, or anything else right. will follow us and support us down, as well. Down
1: the pathway of doing weird comedy. Like I do my stupid motivations. That entertains probably only me and 140 people that watch on YouTube. <laughs> but it's like I need to get back to creating something. It's weird. I have I, I, a close friend that, you know, people started to, to know them through hosting and, mm-hmm. and this stuff. Um, and kind of stopped and is, and is acting still. Yes. And the keyword is still. Yes, yeah, yeah. And that person's getting some responses going, Oh, you're trying acting now. And I was like, no, no, I was a series like semi-regular two years before you saw me as a host. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so we, it seems as though we're insulted. That's not what the conversation we're having. It's just, it is a reminder of, Oh yeah, let's get back to why we came down. But that's also the weird yeah, thing about where out.
0: the focus is because yeah. like before, I think even before Jason started at Collider, mm-hmm. um, and I just bring up Collider because that's where Ken and I met. Yeah, yeah. um, I did like an international commercial campaign for Intel with Jim Parsons. Um, and I lived on that money for like years and years right. and I played all over the world. Um, and like no one knows that I did it if you've right. never like seen it on my reel or I happened to mention it. Yeah. Um, and I was like, that is something that was seen by like such a bigger audience than like anything I've ever done yeah. on the internet but like nobody knows nobody who knows. I am from that everyone knows who I am from like screaming about Supergirl
1: <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> but uh, yeah but we're connecting and, and there's and a joy to it, but it's also too you talk about the bubble bursting
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it kind of pivot this back to like the Kickstarter stuff this is uh, the Patreon, and, and, and Patreon's even now realizing it we're not so much crowdsourcing, we are subscription services. Absolutely, yeah. And that is important even for me as a creator to realize because in this age of Netflix, Hulu, and all that kind of stuff, we are part of that, and, and that's what we're doing. And and it's how you get to survive because I can't, every week, and I know it's no different for you, actually every week I'm hearing of a friend losing their job.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Every week. Or people who can't find a job. Yeah. You know, I know people who are and this is not shade, it's not a bad job, but like, I know people who are like going to work at Starbucks or going to work at Target just because like, especially in LA, like rent is so ridiculous. And like, we don't talk about our day jobs a lot because there is a weird stigma around. There's a weird thing about it. Mm -hmm. Even though if you're, you're being responsible and you're paying your rent and you're paying your bills and you're eating like, that's nothing to be ashamed about either.
1: Yeah. I used to have a kind of a weird unwritten rule doing stand up of, I could talk about having a day job, but not currently having
0: a day job. Yes. Yeah.
1: Cause then people would think, Oh, you're not a real comic.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't talk about what I do for a day job because it's not something that I wanted to be doing yeah. at my age. Yeah. Um, but like I'm in a position, especially like right now where I need to be hustling and doing everything. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I save photos.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you mean, know, we
0: all we all go to a cool thing, take 150 photos, and spend yeah. the next week and a half sharing them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, I used to go, you know, when I was really doing stand-up, I'd do Hollywood improv on a Sunday night in front of 230 people, you know, yeah, packed man. house, a lot of fun, get some laughs. Fail a lot of times, but get some laughs. And you come off stage and people are shaking hands, and then the next day, 6 a.m., security uniform on, oh, yeah. patrolling them mall and just being like, oh.
0: I packed I boxes at Loot Crate um, uh, I mean, for a long, long yeah. time um, because that was like enough to pay my rent. And then they moved the factory and I couldn't get right. there anymore because it was in Bell. And I was like, that uh, is Bell's, yeah. too far.
1: L.A. is L.A. County and SoCal is very spread out.
0: It's yeah. huge. Um, yeah. Yeah. But there is that like weird thing because you feel like you're a failure, but it's stupid.
1: It's totally like, if you're stupid. Surviving,
0: you're doing great.
1: It's totally stupid actually but we t- it's and it's not like other people out there telling her it's like we tell it's like we tell ourselves.
0: Yeah, it's a toxic I read a, a thing recently um I'm trying to be a more positive person this year. Let's do
1: it together. Be positive.
0: And um it Puppy said that dogs. you should speak to yourself the way you would speak to yourself when you were 5. Like Love think this. about the way you speak to children. Like when a child falls down you tell them you're okay. No big deal when they break something you tell them it's fine even if it's not fine. Right. Um, you know, like, you're not hard on, the, unless something really goes wrong, right? And, sure. And you know, like, yeah. correct behavior. But, like, we talk to children, like, we believe in them, and everything is good, and they're doing a great job. And if we would talk to ourselves like that, then we would be in a better place mentally.
1: Love this. I yes. love this. Yeah. Um, Because... You know, uh, Grace will always like. You know, I'm, I'm notorious for being self loathing. That's also my comedic style. Blah blah blah. But you know, I'm notorious for saying. You know, today I'm just a fatty McFat Fat, and she's like, you know, no, no, don't speak to yourself like that.
0: But also, if you, you have know? if you have someone who you're with, even casually, yeah, you have to at least know that they want to see you naked <laughs> right. and they i think you're funny and interesting uh, uh and Mom, i we
1: just hold hands
0: yep <laughs> yeah and i i try to remember that too yeah. i'm like okay well at least one person likes me at least one
1: person <laughs> but then it's like how you speak and and to, to to so pull it out even more to be have you say like yes because i always say this when i'm really depressed or is that my worst uh you know ready to give up and the day job had gone 17 years yeah, and all that stuff yeah, and yeah, i'd still done amazing things. Performed on the stage of the ground. He's been in a ring with Roddy Piper. Been punched by Roddy Piper. Done this. And I'm like, what would I have told my 14-year-old self? Yeah. You got a job that pays the bills, and you got to meet Roddy Piper, your hero as a kid, when one of your favorite wrestlers. That How enough psyched right would there. you have
0: been if you were 14? Would
1: have been thrilled. And so to, to now to go, yeah, as a kid, it's okay. You fell down. Get back up. We'll put Band-Aid on it. Just got a boo-boo. You're going to go. But that is a great attitude.
0: Yeah. And I'm trying to do mantras this year, too. I don't know if they're working or not. Because George Harrison told me that they might, well, so that, we will see. You know,
1: that's my favorite Beatles. Is that your favorite Beatles? No,
0: my favorite Beatles is Ringo.
1: Okay, interview over. <laughs> we did have this discussion though. Um, Beatles come up a lot here. Uh, I know Jason's a big Beatles fan. I'm a yeah. Beatles fan. Uh, is, is what what draws you to Ringo? Uh,
0: my favorite for my first favorite Beatles song was "Octopus's Garden" and "Yellow Submarine," and I that's an answer. Never yes. gotten over it, and I just think he's kind of like people will discount him. And he's, like, so cute and small. And then when you dive into the history of it, um, they all really wanted to play with him. Like, Ringo was the shit. He was the coolest Beatle in the beginning just because he's a solid talent. Like, he held them down, and they were all so... Like, he had gigs before them that were bigger... And yeah. he stuck it out with those three guys cause, because he liked them, and I admire that a lot. Yeah. Um, plus, that's, he's one of the ones who's still alive and yeah. seems like a nice person. Like, I don't know if John Lennon were still around, if he would have been uh, a nice person. John's got
1: some history. You know? And Paul's, um, yeah.
0: John needs a lot of therapy.
1: He did and does. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, that's so funny. Okay, so in all my years of discussing the Beatles and loving the Beatles and reading everything, I can get my hands about the Beatles. Uh, to hear Ringo... Uh, described that, that way, that is the best answer I've ever, ever oh, heard. Oh, thank
0: you. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: he's with Roy and the Hurricanes, everything, he's got the rings, that's the way his ring go, but what you just described is is like, that's, it's the soul that was probably there and it's probably a little bit why, remember when he leaves during the White Album, everyone
0: freaks out. Yeah, and they're sending, and he's off on, who's yacht is he off on? And they're all sending uh, yeah. him flowers and chocolate, and they're like, please come, come back. back. We need you. Like, I give, I definitely give Paul the credit for being the glue and yeah. being the reason why they didn't break up, like Two albums in? Yeah. Um, yep. But I think, yeah, I think Ringo is really special in a way that not everyone realizes. And I always love, uh, I always love the character who's like the most sad. And Ringo looks the most sad. This
1: boy. Yes. Yeah,
0: I just love him. I so was uh, my, my friend,
1: Van William, a uh, singer, songwriter himself, uh, uh, r- a veritable rock star, as I was called. Uh, he, I was not aware of it because it's from 2008. But the the Ringo star, Peace and Love, don't send me 5 oh, I've
0: seen it a hundred times.
1: I had, so I was never aware. I don't, <laughs> I do not know why I wasn't aware of yeah, it. Yeah. And, and two months ago van's like you've never seen that now literally <laughs> i text van randomly and go hey man peace and love just after october 21st don't just send me anything <laughs>
0: what's it's your what is your like beatles hot take controversial opinion
1: my hot take controversial opinion is uh oh man okay uh see george is my favorite beatles. So I'm some to rough on that no uh, i he's it, the best solo album he is uh, all things must pass absolutely mine, yeah unless you're taking a cloud nine which ain't bad uh either.
0: wawa that was my favorite song off that album wawa i love it's you got a horrible instrumental break in the middle with does, some but brass but very i really 70. love it
1: uh wawa actually it's so awesome you have we not talked about this? i know we I we, know. we <laughs> haven't really hung out and talked about beatles <laughs> but you me and jason should with some others uh ringing Mance. um uh, a concert for Bangladesh, my favorite, someone on Twitter, someone was like, what's your like favorite film moment that was going around? Uh-huh. And I said, my favorite moment on film ever is Jim Keltner, and Ringo Starp going beat for beat on Wawa to open up yes! the concert <laughs> in Bangladesh. My favorite <laughs> moment. Yes. High five. That's great. Uh, mine uh, it might just be, it might just be that I think that I enjoy help more than Hard Day's Night.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if that's super controversial. My, I, I don't know if I have one. That's okay. Yeah. My uh, controversial opinions are that Obla Di Obla da is a fucking great song. I, I'm not going to fight my you, favorite fun Beatles song. Yeah. Um, and that um, um, uh, Let It Be is completely skippable and I don't like it. And wow. Jason gets
1: really it. okay about I that. mean I'm, so okay okay I'm, I, that's no I'm not I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna fight you on it I'm not I'm definitely not gonna I'm actually on anything at all there it, let it be is one of my favorite Beatles songs but I Ooh, once sorry. no 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 once I heard the non-spectre version
0: yes much better
1: I went back to the and I I listened to the spe, the non-spectre version the let it be naked, naked version yeah. every time more than the Spectre version
0: which inspired uh, Juliet naked
1: yeah which is, Nick Hornby? Yeah,
0: yeah absolutely. Your guy. That book
1: is sit somewhere over there. Um, that's a, but but I think I like Long and Winding Road better than Let It Be. That's not controversial. That's just personal. Oh, I can get behind that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Beatles Talk. Yeah, truly. Uh, I got a I got an interview also coming out here soon, folks, on the Napsack Files with the guests. We go into the Beatles too. I mean, literally. I we should just I should just have a. Are Beatles. we all going to be
0: the Beatles for Halloween? We, uh, I'll be Ringo. Uh, <laughs> I will be
1: I will be Patty Boyd. Um, <laughs>
0: if you haven't heard it, just one more Beatles thing on, um, two more on screw it. We're just going to talk about the Beatles. Yeah. You know how they always talk about who's the fifth Beatle? Okay. They rank Beatles five through 20. (laughs) It's so great who they like pull in and like,
1: we, we got George White for sure. Uh, Mal Evans, yeah. do you know the list off top of your head? Uh, I mean,
0: Brian's on it. Sure, sure. Um, a bunch of weird, pre- Eric Clapton's on it. Yoko's on it, but Yoko's like really close to 20. She's like very far okay. down I the mean, list. Yeah, As like one of the only other people to sing on a Beatles album. Who was their piano, their African uh, piano Preston. player? He's on it. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it's really, That's it's, awesome. it's a great podcast, but that episode specifically yeah. uh, is like really funny. And like, <laughs> I don't necessarily agree with the placement um, yeah. and I'm sure we could fight about who the fifth beetle is all day, um, but it's really interesting. <laughs>
1: who, okay. Who, who do you, who, who would your answer? We're not going to, we don't debate about it.
0: I want to say it's Brian because I love the idea of uh-huh. Brian. And when they announced that Benedict was playing, Benedict Cumberbatch was going to play him in a biopic. I was right. so excited that project doesn't exist doesn't anymore. Exist. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it has to be George Martin. Because it's usually between yeah. George, Brian, and Phil.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, Phil. Alan Klein. Um, no, uh, yeah. It's oh,
0: oh g- Magic Alex is on their list Magic as well. Al, yeah. Magic Alex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my like God. It's kind of a deep cut if you're only a casual Beatles fan, but go, Google Magic go, Alex. Go
1: watch uh, Magical Mystery Tour. He's on the bus. Um, yeah, it's got to be Sir George Martin to me. But but here the thing about Brian, it's one of those, this wouldn't have happened if not for yeah, Brian type of thing. but he's also,
0: like, wasn't, Always great at his job, yeah, which is tough. A little
1: bit, a little bit, a little bit. That's so fascinating. Oh, Beatles, Beatles, Beatles. Love it so much. Ashley, the time we have remaining, though, I want to focus back on your Kickstarter. Okay. Uh, Aurora and the Eagle, but also just the art of the Kickstarter here, too. Yeah, be, man. Because uh, this is, it's it's interesting. The idea of just saying, I have an idea. Maybe some people can support me on it. Ain't, ain't what it is.
0: No. It
1: is way more than that.
0: It is a part-time job.
1: Yeah. Uh, just like at Patreon, it's a beast that you have to keep feeding. A great, I love feeding it.
0: Yes. And we got
1: a great community forming up here around the Napsack Files and my stuff. But to kickstart something, it ain't no walk in the park. Mm -mm. And you've got three that have worked, right? Yes,
0: and an Indiegogo.
1: And a um, before ago. that, because
0: we okay. crowdfunded the second season of Redshirt Diaries.
1: Oh, that's right. I do remember that. Okay. But that was a long time, a long ago. time ago. Different time, um, different age.
0: Yeah, different platform. How um, do you
1: approach that in general?
0: Uh, with a business plan, nice. which I hate. I didn't go to business school. I don't right. want to be no business woman, yeah. um, but I But am. you were good at
1: school. so you I was good at school. Were but you better at the words or the numbers?
0: Um, I was pretty good. I mean, I'm going to sound like a real prick here. I was pretty good at all of it. Um, Fair enough.
1: That's an answer. Well, because I'm good
0: at like reading something, absorbing it, and then doing it. Got it. Like that's how I process. So like I don't like math, but I can math. Okay. I still know the quadratic equation like off the top of my head. Uh, you are blowing
1: me out of the water in terms of brain
0: power. Right? Although I did stop taking math after 10th grade because that is the bare minimum requirement to graduate oh, yeah, yeah, Canadian yeah. high school. And I was like, no,
1: I got an algebra two trig Absolutely for me. Absolutely not. I yeah. yeah. I'm totally, okay. I remember
0: throwing my Texas Instruments calculator in the trash and feeling so <laughs> gratified.
1: I still have mine from high school just on a shelf somewhere. So.
0: Less you should burn it.
1: <laughs> uh, that's a good one. <laughs> now also, we
0: have phones. I also
1: have every single cell phone I've ever owned.
0: Really? Yeah, going
1: back to my first Nokia I man, left in 2000.
0: my first cell phone I ever owned in Germany. And now I don't uh, have it
1: So business uh, plan?
0: Yeah, so, you know, you start, you, whatever, you have your idea, you make the thing. Uh, that's the cool thing about Aurora and the Eagle, if people are interested in checking it out. Yeah. It's the first 20 pages, so it's the first issue. It's complete. Okay. Um, and we go into every Kickstarter with at least part of it complete. Science, we had the first issue complete. Uh, sorry, Science, we had the first 15 pages. Jupiter Jet, we had the first 20, the first issue complete. Okay. Um, and we're usually doing it then to fund the back-end production because comics are really expensive to make. It's a collaborative art form. Right. You have to pay an artist a living wage if you want to get it, you know, pages done in a timely manner, things like that. Right. Um. So we usually go in with part of it complete. We make a budget with... Things like rough rewards because you have to budget for things like shipping. You have to budget for things like printing bookmarks, right. um, printing prints, printing the book, mm-hmm. um, anything like that. And then um, there's a really great book that we have by Greg Pak, P-A-K. He's a comic book writer. That's called Kickstarter secrets. Okay. And if you truly follow what Greg Pak says, <laughs> you You're can, there. you can do it. But so much of it is about raising awareness and it's a lot of, um, gamifying the system. So if you reach 30% of your goal on your first day on Kickstarter, you become a project that we love. Mm, every, on Kickstarter, the pay from each guy. Yes. Guide. So every Kickstarter I've ever done has become a project that we love. So then it gets featured on the main Kickstarter page. And then later it gets featured under your categories comics, TV, whatever. Um, And then that way Kickstarter will email frequent donors and let them know about your project because you're a project that they love. You get other people who have Kickstarters to talk about you and updates. You email all your friends with shows and say, please can I be on your show sometimes in these 30 days? Um, You know, I do a lot of things where I, like you, we get a lot of stuff given to us from from events or by whatever, anything I don't want to keep. Um, I will put up, like I just did a Spider-Verse event, so I have a lot of Spider-Verse stuff. Um, so I'm giving those away on my Twitter to try to incentivize people, you know, to, gotcha. to, if you don't, if the next person to donate gets this. And then our Kickstarters are always built around the idea of a community and we offer a lot of things like script reviews and portfolio reviews because I want more people making comics. More comics means better comics. Right. So we have script reviews from me. I used to be the head editor at Top Cow from Jason Inman, from Magdalene Visagio, who writes for DC from Heather Antos, who was an editor at Valiant. She edited Star Wars comics. Great
1: Star Wars stuff. Yeah.
0: Um, Brendan Fletcher, Lamont McGee, who writes for Black Lightning. We have like artist portfolio reviews from Liam Sharp, who's the Green Lantern and he drew Wonder Woman. Um, And like, I can get all of those people then to promote, like I want as many other people's bubbles as possible. Cause yeah. my bubble and my footprint is only so big. Right. Right. Um, and there's, there's this sort of unwritten rule that 2% of your followers will actually donate, will mm-hmm. actually give you money. Um, and I found that's really true. Now, having mm-hmm. other people on your project, like a co-writer, like an artist, like a co-producer, anything like that, that means that your 1% or your 2% is a bigger percent than right. it was before. It's a bigger metric. Um, yeah. So it's all about trying to get as many people to look and to share, because even if people don't donate and more Kickstarters are funded on $1 donations than anything else. Really? Yep. So always have a $1 so, level.
1: So it ain't the uh, $10,000 uh, and fly yet to have lunch with me thing. It's, no, it's I put that one. on
0: every Kickstarter. No one ever must. No one <laughs> ever Someday someone will. Um, <laughs> no, they won't. Um, but if people can't donate uh, and like, you know, I've talked a lot about finances, but like right. I've been there where I'm like, I can't give you a dollar, man, sharing the link, and being enthusiastic about it is also really helpful because even if your bubble is only eight people, that might be eight more people that I don't know or who don't know about me. So a lot of it is like gamifying and making it exciting to talk about, making it exciting to share. Because, and if you look at Kickstarter, like bad projects Mm. get funded all the time and good projects fail and good projects have to relaunch. Mm. And it's all about kind of knowing how far your reach is, extending your reach, and then being on top of it. Um, because it, just because your Kickstarter funds, I mean, I guess it's your prerogative, but for me, just because the Kickstarter funds doesn't mean the project is over. So mm. my Kickstarter funded, which means that um, my fees and my base expenses are covered. Right. Now I'm hoping that by the end of the campaign, because we have something like 23 days left, that we can double it. Because if I do that, I can start production on the whole graphic novel, right. offer it to the original donors at a discount because they believed in me originally. Right. And then I can just go ahead and make the whole 100-page story and I don't have to go back to Kickstarter, yeah. for example. So like those are the kind of things that you have to keep in mind because if you do get this groundswell behind you, then you can ride it really far. Like um, all of our previous Kickstarters... For comics have been like 200% funded. Right. And it's like, what do you do with that? Right. Um, and also, the number you ask for, no matter how much math you do, will never be enough. Will never be. <laughs> there will always be some <laughs> unexpected expense yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Like, you, unless you're very, very lucky and you're one of those projects that hits 100, like, you're never going to make money off Kickstarter. But right. that's not what it's about. No, it's about. It's- birthing this thing yeah.
1: into the world. Yeah. It, it, it's kickstarting this idea, kickstarting your goals and dreams, but it, it it's definitely an art form. And that you talk, you, the, everything you're talking about is, is business and not necessarily in the classic sense. Some of it is, but in this modern age of creating community, giving back, building and bringing in. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, that's what I respect. And that's what, what I love watching what you're doing now, what you have done of, Thank you. you know, we're not just saying it's not a, a gimme, gimme, gimme. It isn't that it is like, do you believe in me? And I will believe in you and we'll conquer together. Yeah. And there's a, a, a spirit of victory, a spirit of positivity, which is something we're both trying, trying to, do to do this, this year. year. <laughs> uh, and, I, and, and it's worked. It's It does work. It feeds off itself sometimes.
0: It does. And, it, you know, it's, this, you know, we talk about self talk and talking to yourself mm. like every child, like that might seem silly and it might seem hippie, depending on where you're at. But I sure. really think it works. I do. I do, and I believe in it. And I think we should be kind to each other and ourselves. And then I think the world would be a better place.
1: I absolutely think it would uh, be a better place. But you know what makes uh, the world a better place? Great content, like Aurora and the Eagle. That's right. Oh, that's my old radio transitions. Uh, so Ashley, as we wrap up here, there's still so much to talk to you, but we didn't even talk about growing up in Canada, your American identity, your Canada identity. I mean, the Canadian. Canadian, Canada town. Uh, there's a lot there, but I'm saving some of it for this play that you're going to put out into right. the world there. Um, there's so much to talk to you about. Right? I thank you for coming on in here. But as we sign on out here, uh, start to wrap up, uh, tell people where to find this Kickstarter, where to support it and, and all your other things. Because more there's more in the past and there's more in the future coming with what you do.
0: Yeah. So you can check out Aurora and the Eagle at Aurora and the There's a great URL, it'll take you right there. Or if you don't like shortcuts, you can type it into Google, you can (laughs) type it into Kickstarter, you can go to my Twitter or Instagram at Ashley V Robinson, it's pinned in both of those places. And check out my podcast, Geek History Lesson, where every week we take a character from pop culture, teach you everything you need to know about them in about an hour. We had Ken on recently. We're going to beg him back when the next Star Wars movie comes out to talk something fun with the Force. Uh, We have 248 episodes as of this week. So if you need something new to listen to, we have a lot of stuff over there. Um, find me at youtube.com slash jawin j e w i i n with Jason Inman hosting about a whole bunch of stuff. Find me on Collider, find me all over the internet. Um, maybe you can find my old Intel commercial. I'm sure it's on YouTube <laughs> somewhere.
1: I, I think I might actually search for that. The ch- chances are I'll be I'll, I'll I'll watch it and be like, oh yeah. I totally saw that. I didn't know it was you. I got that's two how,
0: whole lines <laughs> <that's> in it, <laughs> <that's> baby. <laughs> <how> commercials work.
1: <laughs> Ashley, thank you so much for coming in here. Uh, Knapsack Files listeners, show her some love, show her support, uh, let her know, or just spread the word too. At, what Ashley said is something I echo with with Patreon in this modern age. You know what the best support is? Liking, subscribing, telling mm-hmm. other people that stuff goes a long way. We're almost out of here today. And I got to tell you about my cool stuff, including my book, Why We Love Straight Moments a Built a Galaxy Far, Far Away way. Pre-order is out right now. It's available, I should say. Just go to Amazon. That's the best place. There's other places to find it. But that's the best pace, place to go. Head to Amazon, uh, I, I, you know, Barnes, all these cool places. But that's the place to go. We want to track those pre-sales. May 15th, the book comes out. Uh, and as always, I'd like to uh, say thank you to my Patreon supporters at the Executive Producer tier. That's the highest tier. These are the ones who are in the Knapsack Files boardroom with a lot of other people uh, who actually legitimately Help me make decisions about the future of my Patreon. We actually have monthly business meetings, and it's a lot of fun. And some of those names include the wonderful DJ Snacks, David Hand, Thomas Risling, the Logan X, Matthew Simon, Bador Matt Maroney, Matt Thompson, Tamor, and Abdul, the brothers out there in New York, Nikki Baldwin, Long, and Nathan Ovendale. He is a real first-rate Nate. Thank you all for your support at the high tier on Patreon.com slash That is it. We're done today. Uh, Great talk. I think Ashley and I are going to keep talking about the Beatles. Heck yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to dive on in. We'll see you guys next time on the Knapsack Five.